This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kashvin. This is our latest Tribe Talk. We're going to bring in Jordan Bastion as we do each week. And, JB, really, where the Indians are at, uh, no matter what you think about it, it's not an overwhelming record, but it's not a terrible record. I'd say it's a pretty remarkable record considering how much of the season they've played without Michael Brantley and Carlos Carrasco. What is the latest on both of those guys uh, and their returns? And, uh... Yeah, can we start to speculate when we might see them again? Yeah, I mean, by the time the uh, the loyal Tribe Talk listener is absorbing another wonderful podcast from us, Michael Brantley will have resumed the hitting program, so that's good news. Uh, I think it's still going to be conservative. You know, they're not going to rush this guy right back and throw him in a rehab uh, game right out of the gate. It's going to have to be sort of a progression again because they want to reach a point where when they bring him back, he stays back. They don't want to keep having to sort of start and stop um, for the rest of the season. That obviously would be ill-advised for a team that wants to, you know, play into October, hopefully. So, you know, they're going to try and play this slow and get him to the point where they're confident and he's confident that he can play, you know, every day and bounce back every day. Uh, without having to go back on the DL again at some point due to fatigue, which is what happened with this latest one. And then with Carlos Carrasco, you know, he's been building up through simulated games and will be this weekend going out on a uh, rehab assignment to Lake County. Uh, and, I mean, really, the arm's not the concern. Uh, I think what all the reports have been from the bullpen sessions and the sim games that his arm has looked extremely live and, you know, they really like the, the sharpness of the stuff that they're seeing. But I don't think that was the concern, obviously, because what he hurt was his hamstring. So the bigger test right now is what he's doing um, sort of within the simulated games and by, uh, you know, between outings, you know, when they work through the agility drills and do some PFP stuff where he has to run and stop and start and kind of do unpredictable uh, moves uh, for defense. Those are the things that are going to be the biggest test because that's how he hurt the hamstring, and I think they want to make sure that he's going to be able to do uh, full intensity, covering first and things like that before he can come back to the rotation. Uh, yeah, with Brantley out, you know, the, the big question there is the outfield production, of course, and that production has been strong for the last uh, week or so. Obviously, uh, some red pitching contributed to that, but uh, Rajay Davis had a huge week, and, you know, we've talked about Jose Ramirez a, a bit uh, a couple times on this podcast, but uh, you know his his surge in power is something you never could have suspected or predicted going into 2016. As we sit here today, uh, he had two home runs and a doubleheader on Monday, so he's halfway to his 2015 home run total of six now. <laughs> uh, but more importantly, JB, his slugging percentage is just basically 100 points. 
Um, so again, not something you you necessarily could have projected based on last season. No, and I think last season when you look at the overall, you know, it's a little misleading because he got off to such a bad start, um, and then was dealing with performing under the uh, the public pressure of everyone saying, "Why isn't Lindor here?" So I'm sure that's in his head, and I'm sure there was some trying to do too much element in the first half last season when he was playing so poorly. Um, in the second half last year, and I believe in the second half the year before, uh, he was pretty strong for the Indians. Obviously, he's not a slugger, but a guy who can hold his own. And if you look at his minor league numbers, which is something that Terry Francona often points to when he's talking about Jose Ramirez, you know, he had some pretty uh, strong showings throughout the minor leagues when he came up. I think they just figured it was a matter of time before his major league production began to reflect what he's always done throughout the minor leagues. I think that's what we've seen more of this year. I think maybe there's just more of that comfort zone of knowing he's going to be a part of the lineup one way or the other regularly. Um, I think even when Brantley was back, uh, Frank Ona was looking for ways to get Jose Ramirez into the lineup. He didn't want to just have him as a quote-unquote bench guy. You know, He really feels that he can impact you know, whether it's via his speed or the occasional power, uh, things like that, and a guy who can move around the diamond defensively. So he's been a very valuable member of this team so far. His production has been um, you know, kind of a blessing uh, with Brantley out, as you mentioned. And I think, again, once Brantley's back, I think you'll continue to see Jose Ramirez work in there. So with Brantley and Carrasco out, uh, the Indians without two of their better players at a time when they're playing a really significant stretch here, uh, they have played. Uh, they're playing 21 consecutive games against teams that are either currently in first or second place in their respective right. divisions, or reigning World Series champs. Uh, <laughs> so they've lost three of the first five of those games. Um, it's uh, it's, it's obviously a test, JB. This is obviously a, a point in the schedule. You know, the the sheer. It, it's not just the, the day after day. It's it's the quality of the opponent as well. Uh, do you think we'll know a lot more about this team in a couple weeks? Yeah, I think this is a big litmus test for the team, and I, I think that's why the four games against the Reds were so important, you know, maybe just even for the psyche of the team. They were, what really stood out to me about that 2013 Indians team, the one that made the playoffs, um, was they beat the teams they were supposed to beat, and they beat them well. And so I think when this team went into Cincinnati and Cincinnati was going through all its pitching troubles, the bullpen putting up historically bad numbers, and the Indians did exactly what a good team should do, which is take full advantage of it. And I think the offense was overwhelming, and you saw guys like Roger Davis, as you mentioned, get back on track. Uh, We saw some production from Jan Gomes a little bit more. Uh, There was you know, just offense up and down the lineup that I think helped the those guys then head into this stretch kind of with their heads up a little higher. Um, and I think maybe they found something offensively. But it's going to th- – I think that series helps going into the stretch because um, I think after some tough games against Houston and Minnesota, I think the team was kind of spinning its wheels a little bit. And hopefully that red series kind of got them mentally back on track as they went into this tough stretch, which I think, yeah, will we'll show a lot more about what this team is. Yeah, they've, they've had trouble uh, getting much traction in the back end of the rotation, the last spot of the rotation, uh, you know, especially without Carrasco. Mike Clevenger, K. 
came up last week. He's made two starts. This is a guy who's been a pretty nice addition for uh, for the organization, considering they, they flipped Vinny Fasano for him a, a few years mm-hmm. back, and, and Clevenger was, was coming off major elbow surgery, and his velocity was down, and uh, obviously worked himself into a, a really underrated prospect. Um, but it's only two starts, so it's it's kind of hard to, to uh, gauge what we're seeing here at the big league level at this stage. Yeah, I, mean, I think if you watch the stuff, I mean, there's no denying this big league stuff. You know, he pitches with velocity. He's got multiple tiers of velocity. He's got a, a good changeup, uh, you know, a good slider, curveball mix. You know, and he's a guy that right now, uh, you know, even with Cody Anderson coming up for the doubleheader and, finally looking like the Cody Anderson that they wanted to see, you know, he's back at AAA, and I think they're going to want to see him maybe get on a roll down there, kind of show he can do it, you know, back-to-back-to-back outings. And then Clevenger right now, when you look at things, you know, if everything stays the same, looks like he's kind of going to keep that spot warm until Carrasco comes back. Um, Or if Anderson gets on a roll down at AAA and Clevenger continues to struggle, you can swap them out. But I think the scenario you're you're not going to see – I don't think Trevor Bauer is going back to that bullpen. I think he's in the rotation for the rest of the way here. They've really been encouraged by not only how he's pitched since he's been back in the rotation, but his attitude. Um, you know, that obviously being sent to the bullpen was a big test for him in terms of how he was going to handle something that maybe he didn't ever envision would be a scenario. Uh, he took it in stride, performed well, and, and it's looked good since he's back in the rotation. So Trevor Bauer's there to stay. Josh Tomlin's obviously performing very well. So when Carrasco comes back, I think you're going to see a situation where whoever's in that last spot is probably going to be heading back to AAA, whether that's Cody Anderson or it's Mike Clevenger. And right now it looks like you know, it's a situation where you could see Clevenger getting a few more turns until Carrasco's ready to return. Uh, regarding the bullpen, uh, some movement there in recent days. Uh, Jabba Chamberlain to the DL with soreness on his left side. Kyle Crockett gets sent out. Austin Adams comes up. Ryan Merritt, uh, lefty, comes up. Uh, JB, it just seems to me when you look at this club, uh, if there's any obvious spot where they might look for help in season, it's probably from the left-hand side in the bullpen. Is that mm-hmm. reasonably safe to assume? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think Jet Weiler didn't perform the way they wanted. You know, he's down at AAA, and he's, he's actually getting some starts. He wanted to stretch out and see what he could do there. You know, Kyle Crockett came up, and I think Lefties hit about 380 off of him, so he had some issues. He's back at AAA. Um, and then other lefties that are available, guys like, uh, you know, you think of TJ House, but he's a starter and he's been dealing with issues. Even Ryan Merritt is a starting pitcher. Uh, they need some length right now just with how many games they've been playing this week with the doubleheader. So I think it made sense to bring him up when he's pitching well down there. But, yeah, it's a situation where when you're heading towards the trade deadline and you're looking for one area that could definitely be upgraded, it would be left-handed relief. I think one thing that helps is when you look at some of the right-handed pitchers they have, Allen, McAllister, Otero, uh, I believe Adams at AAA would fall into this category, and Chamberlain when he's healthy. All of them have really good numbers against left-handed hitters. So Terry Francona has always said, you know, he, he wouldn't just carry a lefty just to carry a lefty. But obviously, if you can have that matchup lefty, it really does help. If you can have two lefties, you know, it's even better. Uh, so hopefully Chamberlain's not out for too long. Um, he and Otero and Hunter have been kind of valuable in the sense of if the team's down a couple runs, you know they've been really good at eating up those innings to save the back end arms. 
and keeping a lot of games close to give the offense time to come back. That's a very valuable thing to have in a bullpen. Uh, so hopefully Java's not out for too long. And, yeah, if they're going to upgrade the bullpen, left-handed relief would definitely be on the Indians' radar. All right, there's the latest from Jordan Bastian. And because I am uh, the head of the Michael Martinez fan club, as regular listeners of this podcast know, <laughs> I do have to point out, JB, this guy – He's hardly ever played right field in his life. They throw him out in right field uh, during the doubleheader Monday. He catches a Carlos Sanchez liner, then doubles off Melky Cabrera, throws home. Uh, Statcats had it at 95.3 miles an hour. It's a bullet strike home. Beautiful play by Michael Martinez. Played his way into a, a nice little role on this roster. Got to love it. He doubled twice, too, didn't he? I, I'm doubled not even caught up in that. I'm caught up well. in the Statcast uh, uh know, readings of, of his tremendous outfield work that is uh, legitimizing yeah. his, his spot on this roster. I'm telling you, JB, good karma. It's all karma. It's all related to spring training and uh, and throwing my young daughter in baseball. That's where it all began for Michael Martinez. So when we're, uh, when we're hanging uh, the jersey number one in the rafters of Progressive Field, we can remember that moment. It's the moment it all changed. That's right. The legend grows. The Michael Martinez legend grows. It grows. All right, sir. Uh, I want to thank JB for joining us as he does each week. I want to thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extra, Cleveland Indians edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.